Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, two, February 2nd, 2nd, 2021. It's Groundhog Day and it's Tuesday. So it's Trivia Tuesday with Groundhog Day. Specifically Groundhog Day, the movie being the theme. I'm a big fan of the movie, but I will admit I haven't seen it in a very long time. So I had a lot of fun putting together the trivia for today because I was looking back and trying to find like little nuggets that I remembered, but then I would go find like a clip of that nugget that I remember from the movie and it would be a little bit different than I remembered. A metaphor, I guess, for Groundhog Day in and of itself, perhaps. But uh, so I got kind of like lost down like a rabbit hole of uh, watching Groundhog Day clips. So I definitely am gonna need to go back and watch that movie again. But that's gonna be the trivia for today. No giveaway for today. Because frankly, I'm still like not completely settled from the move back from Iowa. So I don't know where all my other stuff is. And I don't remember. I didn't keep like a very good list of like stuff I left in Iowa versus stuff I brought back here. So I don't know if I just can't find stuff or if I didn't bring it back. So we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We'll, we'll get some Trivia Tuesday kind of giveaways going back up again. But um, yeah, before we get into the trivia today, let's say hi to everyone uh, listening on the podcast version. What's going on, everybody? Hopefully you're having a good run. Today, I listened to the Drop the Believe in the Run podcast for, I think that was the first time I've listened to it during a run. And they do, he, Thomas does the thing where he like does check-ins like every once in a while, you know, because he presumes that you're listening to it while running. And I really like that idea. I'm not going to be able to execute that, but I like the way that he does it. It was a good, it was, it was good. I was, I listened to the podcast, um, was it Danny Orr? someone from New Balance. Uh, that was a really good conversation. A really nice peek at kind of like the, the production and design uh, timelines and stuff like that. So for shoes. So really interesting to, to check that out today. Um, and anyone listening to this or watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome. Glad to have you here too. I know it doesn't work out for timeline or maybe even just work schedules for a lot of people, but I appreciate you guys coming to watch and hang out anyway. All right, let's see who's here. We got Mihi here. Yo, everyone, seven times 1K, so kilometer repeats today. Ooh, doing the Jack Daniels. This makes threshold workouts kind of easy. Ah, nice, nice. Um, I'm gonna be talking about it in tomorrow's video, but I think I'm gonna use, um, or I guess like a modified Jack Daniels plan, getting ready for the 8K. I think I'm gonna, I still haven't signed up for it, but it's virtual, so I don't worry about it filling up. But I want to do the uh, Shamrock Shuffle 8K coming up in March. Gives me about seven weeks, as long as I've done the math right on that one. I hope I've done the math right on that one. Basically, like six weeks of work and a week of taper. And then, um, yeah, so I'll be doing some speed work, Jack Daniel style, which I don't think I've ever done. I've looked at the plans. I've, like, studied the book, but I've never actually tried to do any of his plans. And it's weird. Well, I'll talk about it more in tomorrow's video. But Awesome. Hopefully uh, the Jack Daniels plan is do is treating you well. Seven by kilometer. Well, you're not. What 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 distance are you training for, me? Rob Van Spouwen's here. Good to see you again, Rob. This is hi all. He's taking a rest day and doing the intervals tomorrow. Nice. Looking forward to going fast. Fun, fun. You must not be on the East Coast then, if you're going to be doing intervals tomorrow, because I hear you guys are getting dumped on out there. Ines says they had a bit of daylight for tonight's run after work, and looking forward to brighter nights. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking about that, um, that there's more, hopefully more and more daylight. Yester for yesterday's run, 
we had some stuff scheduling that I had to change up at home. So I didn't go for my run until like 8.30 in the morning, which is a couple hours later than usual. And it was just, man, I don't want to say it was the, dif the difference was night and day, but um, the difference was remarkable in terms of how much light I had. Casey had lots and lots of heavy snow shoveling today. Time for a recovery drink. Hope all is well. A nice job on the run motivation video today. Awesome. Thanks, Casey. I really enjoyed that one. Um, the difficult part about that is I wasn't intending, I didn't, when I was filming it, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be like intense music. I thought it might be a little bit more um, kind of like pensive than it was like aggressive. And um, so I kind of filmed it a certain way. Um, and it was supposed to be an easy day for, for that run. Running through a lot of that snow makes it impossible to kind of keep the heart rate low. But for the most part, I was trying to keep the heart rate low. But then the music was like intense, so I was like, oh, how do I make this look fast? So that was a big struggle for today, but I think it I think it worked out. I think it came across. Okay. Um, Chris Yao says, here's a trivia for you. Is it 2022 yet? <laughs> oh man. No, not yet. Soon. Soon. Well, I mean we're getting close. We already we already knocked out January. So I mean we're making progress, right? Frank says, uh, Palm Springs came out last year and it was a lot like Groundhog Day, only with two people stuck in the time limit. Really? I mean, I love time travel, especially, I mean, like, um, you've got Groundhog Day, which is a, is a fun time loop movie. Um, I love Terminator, because that was the first time I was like, whoa, this is like, I mean, it, clearly it was sci-fi, because there was like, uh, an, like a, an android robot um, that came back that was the you know artificial intelligence. So that was like one part, but then it had like time travel as part of it. And I was like, oh, and like no one was like time travel. This is so nerdy. It was just kind of like a cool part of the movie. It was just a part of it. And I was like, oh, nice. I like it. Um, but I would have to say probably some of my favorite treatments of uh, time travel movie, clearly Back to the Future. Um, you're not thinking three dimensionally, Marty, like that part, but also um, in Futurama. I love how Futurama deals with time, the time travel and all those different aspects of it. Very fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've never even heard of Palm Springs. I'm going to check it out. Sarah Mim says, hey, all, on second rest day due to pull groin. Oh, I hope it heals soon. And I'm so ready to go for a run. Well, I hope it heals soon too, Sarah. But take care of that because that can get, that could get, uh, become one of those like lingering problems, I feel like, because it's just such a large muscle. Carlos Sejas is here. What's going on, Carlos? And Leona says, hello, hello. Rainy morning turned to sunny afternoon. Feeling guilty with this weather, with the storms going on in the East Coast. Ah, uh, you know, don't feel guilty about it because, you know, um, you know, sometimes you get good weather, sometimes you get bad. It all kind of goes around. Unless you're one of those few people that lives in, like, somewhere where it's tempered all the time, like San Diego, for example. Then I think you can feel guilty for having really nice weather. <laughs> um... All right. Ooh, it looks like the chat just jumped. It's kind of like the the uh, live stream's way of telling me I'm a bit behind on all the uh, chat comments. Um, but let me see. Um, that's a good reminder for me. For anyone who's new, welcome. I'd love to hear where you're watching from today, if you feel comfortable sharing that, or if you just want to hang back and kind of take it all in. That's totally cool, too. But welcome either way. Uh, if you have a running question... Feel free to drop it in the chat anytime. If, I've, if you've already put it in there, I probably missed it at this point. From this point on, I'll probably do a little bit better at catching all the questions, but make sure I wanna make sure if you came here because you wanted a question answered that I can do my best to answer it or maybe get someone in the chat can help me out to answer it too. All right, Spence says, gotta bounce. Doing physical distance 
Disney trying to make the best of it. Oh, okay, cool. Enjoy. Awesome. Yeah, Asset Bone, Albert Lung, Carrie Smith are all in here. Nice, nice. Uh, Fanta, Fantafel, Fanta Fuzz Docky? Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure how to say that, says. Mm. Predestination is a great movie on the subject. Hmm. You know what's a very weird movie um, involving time travel of sorts is Frequency. Did you guys ever see that one? That's a weird one. That was a strange one. Um, yeah. Um, hmm, lots of uh, good comments for Palm Springs. Someone mentioned earlier also that it's on Hulu. So I don't have Hulu. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. All right. Will Willing says, for a 5K and a 10K race, how long should the long run be? After eight months, I've worked up to eight miles for my long run. I mean, I think the answer is kind of like it depends uh, on where you are in terms of like your level of fitness uh, and like, you know, how well you want to perform. I mean, when I look at like um, the long run, I mean, just for example, I've been watching a lot of Morgan McDonald's uh, videos and he's, he's a miler, right? And um, does he run the... Does he run 3K, 5K? I'm not sure. I thought he was a miler. But, I mean, he's putting in long runs of, like, 20-something miles. So, I mean, but he's a pro, very young, so it's a little bit different, not quite, you know, a rule of universal applicability. Uh, but I remember when I was in high school and training for uh, 5Ks, our long runs would be, like, 6 to 8 miles on Saturday, or sometimes we'd do it on Friday. A lot of times the coach would have us do it on Friday because he knew we wouldn't do it on our own. Sometimes we'd have Saturday practices, and those runs wouldn't be, like, incredibly long. Um, but, you know, it was a pretty average cross-country team. You know, I don't think anyone there was, like... There was a handful of people that were pretty talented, but most of us were kind of just, like, there. Um, so it could it could depend. Um, yeah, I think for me, when I, this 8K training plan that I'm starting, I think my longest runs are going to be about 13 miles. Um, according to the Jack Daniels plan that I'm looking at. Um, the way he has it structured is, it'll, and that's like a 5K slash 10K training plan, but the way he has it structured is your long run should be 20% um, of your miles for the week or two hours, whichever's less. So that's another way to kind of look at it. All right. Um, let's see if I get another... All right, Chris Dyke says, uh, stride question for Co and others. Has your critical power changed much since running with the foot pod? It's only been since December, but mine hasn't moved. Wondering if I need more variance in workouts. Um, mine hasn't been changing very much. It seems like it'll go in weird spurts where, and that's why I'm wondering, like, is something wrong with my foot pod? I'm not sure. Um, and it'll go in, like, really long periods of time even when I'm doing different types of workouts, uh, where it'll just stay flat, it'll say the same number. And like, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, I can hit these. This is not, this is not intervals. This is not threshold level. This is not like when it tells me like what my like marathon effort level number should be. I'm like, that's not, that doesn't seem right. I think I'm in better shape than that. Um, so I've been questioning it a bit lately, but I think the answer probably is that it needs fresher data at a certain couple of different points for it to understand like your level your true level of fitness 
So um, that's uh, you know something to keep in mind. I, I wish that there was like a way that like, it, I mean maybe a time trial is like the answer to that. And I need to look at it a little bit further. Kind of like you know if I did a VO2 max test, you know I would just run at progressively faster paces until I couldn't run anymore, and I'd get a VO2 max estimation from my watch. I wish I wonder if like Stride has like here's like the Stride calibration run. Maybe it won't work for people right out of the box, but if you've been using it for a while and you think maybe your number's off, then you can like do like a similar VO2 max type test and it can from there extrapolate and make adjustments. But mine's been kind of like that. So it's been a little bit confusing, um, but I suspect it's because, you know, even though I've been doing different workouts and I think that they're very different, maybe from Stride's perspective, they're not. So I don't know. Um, Salvatore Rapisarda says, what up, Co? Viewing from Queens, New York. Oh, what's going on, my friend? Um, yeah, I haven't been out to Queens in a long time. There's a Korean restaurant that my parents always take me to every time I fly into LaGuardia. Um, that's in Queens. It is really good. And every time you go, you just end up eating, like, so much food. You always kind of get, you have to roll yourself out because you just eat so much food when you're there. I think part of that is just my parents are happy to feed me when I come back. But yeah. Striker11427 says, What's your opinion on the durability of the Alpha Fly? I want to take mine out for some tempo runs, but don't want to ruin the treads. No one's six to 12 inches out here in New York. I'd say probably when you got that much snow, I don't think that's what you mean, but um, for six to 12 inches of snow in New York, I would say probably not a good day for Alpha Fly. But um, so far, I think I've only got like 45 miles on my Alpha Flies. They still feel, feel super fresh, super brand new. Um, my re main reference point would be, it's anecdotal, it's an N of 1, which would be Ben Johnson. But he um, has put in, he's had a couple, he's gone through a couple pair. And he's got more, you know, where he's gotten more than 300 miles on a pair. Um, and they still feel great. Uh, for him, it's usually the rubber tread wearing out that's the problem for him so i feel like as far as like vapor fly shoes go it's probably the most durable although i'm surprised that like the next percent isn't more durable because it's a firmer composition you know and just when it has so much squish like the alpha has so much squish i just feel like that's gonna go sooner but i don't know maybe it's because it has the help of that air zoom pod that makes it seem to last like a little bit longer all right, let's get to the, um, uh, we'll get to Cody Davis's question real quick, but let's get to the first trivia for today. All right, so the, the theme for today, since it's Groundhog Day, is Groundhog Day, the movie. And here's question number one. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil makes his, the Groundhog, his name is Punxsutawney Phil out of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, makes his predictions from his home in Pennsylvania. But where was the movie Groundhog Day filmed? Uh, maybe maybe you guys will know that. All right. While while we're getting some answers to that, let's go to um, where was that question? Cody's question. He says, "Hey, Co. Hope your day is going well. Quick question on today's video: Is the liner in the tights like a boxer brief or just a brief? I, I wish more company made a boxer type liner for tights. Um, yeah, in the um, Tracksmith, um, those tights, the turnover tights, it's like a boxer brief. Uh, I don't think I've well, I'm starting to see like two-in-one shorts, and you know, frankly, I'm not really sure what to do with those. Um, they're like longer, so like it's almost kind of like they're used to, you know, people used to do the spandex and shorts look. 
it's kind of has like that where the the liner is longer than the short and i see that for a lot of people that are like at the gym and getting on like the floor and stuff uh, and doing different exercises that way so it's nice and um you still have some compression but you still got short but you know you're not exposing yourself to everybody at the gym so i think those are nice but those are longer than boxer briefs everything else i've seen is kind of like a brief type liner um all right so let's see when you got some answers for this stevie 76 has his hand on the bu the buzzer um rainer says pittsburgh that's a good guess but it wasn't pittsburgh frank lahulier has got it close some town in illinois Martha says somewhere else in Pennsylvania. I think that they, my understanding is Pennsylvania was upset that the movie didn't get filmed there, but yeah. Um, yeah. Ilias Hamza asks, do you know knees over toes guy? Have you ever tried his exercises on knees? That knees over toes is familiar, but I, uh, I can't, I'm not like pulling up a picture mentally in my head of who that would be. So I'm not sure that I've done, I may have, I'm not sure. Um, Carrie Smith wants to know any idea when the Vaporfly 2 will release. I have no information on that one. CV76 is New Vienna. No, but I, you know, I have some sort of, I have like a weird, not dream, but like, you know, I do feel like New Vienna would make a really great setting for a movie some, somehow. And a very, for like, I don't know. Um, but I feel like, you know, the people to do it already have strong connections to their hometowns like Larry the Cable Guy or Jim Gaffigan. You know, they're both from the Midwest, have some small town origins. So like I feel like they would be the people to kind of address this type of movie that I have in mind for like New Vienna. Um I mean I guess like uh maybe like a I don't know, maybe like a sweet home Alabama but with like an Asian dude instead of um what's it, reese witherspoon so it's like kind of the same concept but you know switch up the main characters demographics a little bit but similar idea um that might work that's kind of like the idea i'd love to see like a movie called new vienna uh sarah is in north carolina no kurt owens is right in earth yeah mark thinks new jersey or new jersey but no all right, no one's no one's got it. Matt Fo knows it was in Illinois. Leona got it in Illinois, but yeah. Um, Leona says Napier, Illinois. We're getting closer, getting closer. Um, all right, Matt Fo says Wilmette. Nope. PA76 says Groundhog Day, brilliant movie filmed in Illinois. The correct. I don't think anyone got this one. I think I stumped you guys. Oh, here we go. PA76 got it. Woodstock, Illinois. That is correct. Um, not far from Racine, Wisconsin. I mean, kind of far, but not really. Um, but Woodstock, Illinois is the correct answer. The local news guy, Mar uh, Marcus Lashak, and WGN News spent the entire day out in Woodstock. Um, and there's like no one there. There's no celebration. There's like nothing happening in Woodstock, Illinois today, except like he's just out there like live reporting from Woodstock, Illinois all day today. I don't know if they're doing something or not, but when I was watching at the four o'clock news that I watch, there was nothing happening. So, um, yeah. Oh, Landon, I think Landon had it first. Woodstock, Illinois. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, oh, I run on beer. had it too. All right. You guys had it. See, I didn't stump you guys. I don't think I can stump you guys. All right. Um, funny. Very funny. Good job, guys. Um, but, yep. I run on beer is the first one to have it. Um, all right. Let's see. There's another question up here. There's two questions I want to get to real quick. 
Um, almost further up. About, okay. Jörg Loschke says, hello from Munich, Germany. What's going on? Says, sorry if this has been asked before. Do you use the stride training plans from a fellow strider? Um, I've used one before. I did one, a, a short build up for a 10, a 10K time trial, I think it was. It was only like five weeks, so not really a ton of time. So I thought maybe seven weeks would be longer enough time for like an AK training plan. And I had set it up and I was planning on doing that at first, but then I looked at it and I just didn't feel like it was kind of pushing me hard enough. Um, because it was, I mean, I know I could have made some of the, I could have just made each workout longer or something or tweaked it somehow, but like, you know, the max, um, that like, it didn't seem like there was a plan for someone of like, not my caliber, but for like the kind of training I want to do. So like I put in, like I wanted to train like nine hours a week, 60 to seven miles a week, um, seven days a week of running six to seven would be fine. And then it was like, okay, 5k training plan, uh, for 40 miles a week. And I was like, I don't think that that's right. And then I looked at it and none of the workouts like struck me. I was like, yeah, this is really good. This is going to be tough. This is going to push me. I didn't feel like that. So I kind of was like thinking about it. And then, uh, I looked at all the different work and I was like, some of these are tough, but it didn't. And I'll talk about this probably a little bit more in tomorrow's video, but I just didn't feel like that was going to be giving me like the jump start that I really want for, um, for 2021 running. And so like I, I ended up, I'm going to go with the Jack Daniels plan. Cause I've never tried that before. I think people are kind of like starting to think that Jack Daniels plans are a little bit old fashioned and outdated, but I don't know. I think it's going to work for me. I, I kind of like the, the approach and, um, we'll give it a shot. So that's what I'm going to be doing. All right. One more, one other question that was in here says, all right. CR says tips for doing fasted runs. I've done three 20 minute slow runs with a 12 to 15 hour fast and felt fine. But a lot of times I have to cancel my plans for a fasted run and eat as I didn't feel great when I woke 10 K or, um, yeah. Uh, I, I would say, um, why aren't you, I would try to figure out why you're feeling great when you wake up. Um, that'd be the main thing. Um, I'm trying to think a 12 hour fast seems like a long time for me. Cause like I run usually like 6:30 ish, 6:45 in the morning. And I think probably the last time I eat is probably like eight o'clock, seven 30 or something like that. I'll usually have something to eat after dinner. Um, and so that puts me at what, like 11 hours. That seems like kind of a lot. And usually I'll try to eat some sort of snack. I never really find myself always wanting one. Some days I do, but, um, yeah, so that's, that'd be something I would think about. Um, I don't know if like the 12 hour to 15 hour fast for your fasted runs is something that you necessarily require, but if that ends up being too long for you, um, and most of that fasted time for me is when I'm sleeping. So like, I don't think I could do that long during the day while I was awake. But if you're, if you're doing that while you're sleeping too, unless there's some sort of reason why you have to stick to 12 to 15, I would consider starting off slower, like smaller numbers, like eight to 10 first, and then do that if that's something you're willing to do. But I'm not an expert in fasted running, so I'm not sure, but I'm just trying to think of like how I could get used to like being even more fasted before I run. I try to build up to it. All right, let's get to question number two for today. Still on the theme of Groundhog Day, the movie. All right, this is my favorite question for, for, for all of them today. I probably should have made this either number one or number five. But Harold Ramis, Egon, uh, from Ghostbusters fame, the film, who, was, who directed the film, Groundhog Day, 
says that Bill Murray had to re relive the same day. I mean, everyone knows the premise of the movie, right? He, re he relives the same day over and over. He had to relive the same day over and over for 10 years in order to accomplish all the things that he did. Because he, like, he learned French. He, um, uh, could, wait, he, uh, could he play the piano? Something like that. He had mastered all these different, like, weird esoteric skills. Uh, and he went through, like, a, an intense period where he was, like, distraught. And so, like, at one point he says, like, I st tried stabbing myself, hanging, freezing, shocking, getting in car accidents, like, all those things. So those were all different days, too. But Harold Ramis says that he, he estimates that it, like, it took Bill Murray 10 years of life to get out of his time loop. But how long did the script writer say that the main character had to relive the same day? The answer is not 10 years. That's the, the hint that I'll give you guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rat says 10 years. <laughs> That'd be a really terrible question, right? That'd be a pretty annoying. Um, yeah. Um, see if we got any other. All right. So we've got Frank says 600 years. I mean, it's weird to think about it. I'm like, oh, 600 years. But I'm like, I mean, if it's a time loop, you restart the same day, but your consciousness persists. I suppose it could be infinite, right? Um, see, Martha says six, a thousand days. I mean, I suppose one could learn a, a French or another. Oh man, I think I gave away the answer to another question. I suppose one can learn another language um, really quickly um, if that's all you were doing. But I guess in Punxsutawney there probably weren't that many native speakers, so I don't know who we had practice with. Jeff says, a hundred years. Uh, I run on beer says, I feel like it's really high, like 70-ish years. <laughs> says 1492. Uh, yeah, Ray says 10 years. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were thinking. Because, like, it may, you know, from the movie, you're like, oh, he must have done this, like, 50 or 60 times. But then you're like, oh, but, like, he was memorizing poetry. Not that that in and of itself takes that long. But he was just doing such a varied collection of things. Um, and he relived the same day to be able to, like, anticipate every single item of minutia that was going to happen at any point in the day. That it must have relived it an inordinate number of times. Um, yeah, runtime, he says, 69 years. Oh, yeah, learning chainsaw ice sculpting takes time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's such a funny scene. Yeah, he, he sculpts like an angel with, like, wings or something like that. It's incredible. So it's really incredible. Oh, I think I see the right answer here. Here we go. Um, oh, Fantafels Dopke. I think that's how you say it. Fantafels Dopke says something crazy, like 10,000 years. Yeah, 10,000 years. So what's his, the writer, screenwriter's name? Danny Rubin said it was 10,000 years that he kind of like envisioned in his mind as how long Bill Murray's character um, had uh, relived the same day over and over. That, that's really quite incredible. No, thank you. My daughter's offering me some cheese. I'm okay. I do have some cookies. It's not a, it's not a Monday mukbang today, but I am eating this bag of cookies. We have them still from my Iowa grandma made these. My mother-in-law made these double chocolate cookies. Chocolate cookies with chocolate chips. And I feel like we need to eat them soon or else, otherwise they're just gonna, I don't like, I, I've never heard of like a cookie going bad, but it mu certainly must. But I've been eating them like all day. Not all day, but kind of. All right, Chicago says 10,000. Yeah, that's what Danny Rubin said. 
10,000 years. Hmm. Kurt says that would be a long movie. But I... Oh, Spanish Arms says cookies do go stale. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking, like, I feel like Groundhog Day could be a fun day, like a reboot of that movie from, like, a runner's perspective. That'd be kind of fun. Like, you, you, you don't get to skip the time loop until you get the race right. And then it'd probably be something dumb and annoying. Like, it wasn't that they re executed the race properly, but realized that they were, in fact, in love with the love interest of the movie and stopping the race in the middle to go chase them to the airport or something was, like, the, the way to get out of the time loop. It's probably something dumb like that. But I was thinking, like, that'd be an interesting idea, like, to try and get the... Kind of like, what was it called? Like, Ready Player One? Where you kept dying over and over again? I guess that was, like, the reboot, right? I did, did anyone see that movie? No. Oh. God says stale cookies and milk is awesome. You know what I've been doing with these? I've been crumbling them up and putting them in ice cream. It's amazingly good. Ben Y says, speaking of a prolonged circular time, have you seen the film Synecdoche in New York? I haven't seen that one. Hmm. Asif Vung says, Groundhog Day is called Monday all week in Swedish. Really? Hmm. And Run On Beer says, I think you're thinking of Edge of Tomorrow, not Ready Player One. I think you're right. I haven't seen either of those. So, yeah. Mambo says, imagine having to run the last five miles of a marathon over and over and over. Hmm. There is a um, a Christmas Disney movie. Movie's not the right word for it. That's generous. But um, one of those like direct to like VHS kind of things that was on Disney Plus, and it involves Huey, Dewey, and Louie having to relive the same Christmas day over and over and over again until they get it right. And um, you know they make all sorts of mistakes, like not waiting for Uncle Donald to wake up before they start opening their toys. Um, scarfing down all the food at dinner before, like, sitting, stopping to say grace before they eat and not letting everyone else get, like, you know, helpings and stuff, too. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, there's been remakes. On, there have been other additional takes on the Groundhog Day theme, the repetition theme. But I would, I think it'd be fantastic to see, like, I think, I just think that'd be really funny to see, like, a, like, a, like, a, Someone have to relive the last five miles of a marathon over and over and over. That'd be insane. I think the time to do it would be what was that race? Was it? It was. Um, it was an Olympic race. When Meb got silver, was it when Meb got silver? Right. It's because someone, like someone who had like a history of doing this, like tackled one of the lead runners of the race. In, it was in Greece, wasn't it? For the Athens Marathon? Or like the Olympic Marathon in Athens? And uh, they tackled that guy. Like that would be, like that I think would be the right one to do. That would be amazing too, because then it would be like a period piece. Like something for, I mean, I mean, it's not that old, but like, you know, from the 2000s. What year was that? Was it 2000? Anyway. 
That'd be amazing to see. Like, but can you imagine having to live through that pain, like every single day? Oh. Um. Yeah, Martha says all these analogies of Groundhog Day, the movie, remind me of Myth of Sisyphus. Yeah, I was just watching an interview of Harold Ramis, the director, and he was saying that like, you know, what's funny is, you know, of all the different movies that he's worked on, he said that Groundhog Day is one that people talk to him about rather frequently. And it's funny, he says it's funny because, like, people of a variety of religions will, like, invariably say, like, that's such a great metaphor. You must also be Catholic, or you must, he's he's Jewish. But his his mom, he said his mom spent her la the last 35 years of her life living in, like, a Buddhist convent or something like that. And she was saying, that, like, when the movie came out, all the people she lived with, they had seen the movie, and they were like, you captured, like, the Buddhist ethos really well. And then, like, people in his temple were like, you captured, like, the Jewish identity really well. And, like, Catholic people would tell him, you must be Catholic. So I thought it was pretty funny that everyone kind of, like, extrapolated a very similar thing from it. Um, Kurt says, uh, how many consecutive days have you ran? I was going to do January, but once I got to 31, I thought, why not February 2? Um, I think I took a day off, like, um like two weeks ago. I think it was the day that I drove back to Iowa twice. So that day I think I didn't run. So it was relatively re recently. Before that I think I was on a 70 day run streak, 10 weeks in a row. That's probably about as long as I tend to go. Uh, Mark says, I think that was the 2004 Olympics. I think that sounds about right. Um, Zach Bag says, and I love this, I love this comment. My friend insists that Edge of Tomorrow and Groundhog Day are quote unquote the same movie because they both repeat the same day. I think he's just trolling, but it always turns into a heated argument. That's so funny. I mean, there, oh, that's that's a sign of like a really fun friendship when you got that where you're like you know the other person's just pushing your buttons, but you let them push your buttons anyway, and it gets you get into it. I think that's fun. Um, and it says, we have had some tangents on the live stream, but Huey, Dewey, and Louie takes it to another level. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I think we've talked about, like, DuckTales before, and DuckTales is kind of related to Huey, Dewey, Louie, right? Because you got Scroo Uncle Scrooge, so, I, I, so maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, question number three for today. That's question number two. All right. Question three. Oh, see, I already did this one. I already, already like ruined it. What language did Bill Murray learn in order to impress the love interest of the movie Rita? That's French. We already talked about that. Let's go to number four. All right. Every day in Groundhog Day, question number four, the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. And it's one of those really charming mechanical like alarm clocks that like the number clicks over. So it clicks over to six o'clock and it plays a song on the radio. What's the song? Uh, all right. Yeah, everyone already knew French. Yeah. Pig Latin, that's funny. French, we... Uh, let's see. Ooh, yeah. Jeff Elliott had Sunny and Cher, that's right. Uh, and... Yeah, you got it. Jeff Elliott got it right away. You guys are good. Uh, Stevie said it was... Sir Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Can you imagine that? If you had to wake up, if that, if you like suddenly woke up to that every day, like bum, 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 bum. I'd be like, oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, um, I got you, babe, from Sunny and Cher. That's right. 
Um, yeah, you guys knew that. How did you guys all know that? Um, <laughs> I just watched it this morning. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So, what's fun? What's crazy is I don't know if people just watched it. Sorry. Uh, let's get back to the yeah. The I don't know if people. I, I didn't look at when the comments were made, but I just to to verify the answer to that, I did look it up on YouTube. And um, on YouTube, there's you know of course comments. And so, so many of the comments are about like, um, like this is the new anthem for COVID or the, like the new like lockdown or quarantine anthem. And so I wonder if that song, other than just Groundhog Day itself, or maybe now that it's Groundhog Day combined with, you know, the current world situation, um, if that song is going to see like a resurgence in downloads, people setting it as like their alarm. I feel like that'd be a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, it's nice and bubbly. You know, it's a rather rather pleasant way to wake up, I would say. Um, but I think also to like wake up to that would be, I think, interesting. But it'd also be kind of like dark in a way too, I think, because then if you think about it in the connection with Groundhog Day, and not as being like the song you don't hear like the day after the perfect day, but like the day that you hear in the depths of like exploring the meaninglessness of existence like that kind of thing that could get pretty dark pretty fast so maybe that's not a great idea <laughs> um, but it also like that kind of would remind me of like after watching a clockwork orange you know what is it like uh singing in the rain like yeah, I, can't, I can't listen to that song like the same way anymore because now i hear it as the song for hyperviolence, right and so like i think that maybe if you actually set I got you, babe, as your like morning alarm sound. I think that that would probably start to get creepier and creepier the more you did it. I don't know. That's my hypothesis. Jeffy <laughs> uh. <laughs> it says, yeah, oh, every day is the same. Yeah, for sure. Uh. Uh. Will Willing says, I'm at around, oh, we're talking about like the 5K, 10K, 5K long runs. I'm at around 18 to 22 mile mark for weekly mileage with an eight mile long run. I think that'll put you in a good spot for um, for your long run for an 8K or for a 5K. An eight mile long run, I think to me, sounds like a good number. But I would also think, you know, well, to eight miles. Then, yeah, I would, cons I think that like, I would be more concerned about your overall weekly mileage and trying to get some of your other days of running. Like if you have another easy day of running in the week, making that a little bit longer. Um, because like eight mile of a long run tells me you have a certain level of fitness, but that's a different number than 18 to 22 miles for a weekly mileage. So I would say like the weekly long run is fine. I would look more at what your weekly mileage is and try to bump that up. Try to get in some other easy, like aerobic building miles in there, and I think that'll really help. Uh, all right. Mm, you guys are talking about car talk. I don't know what car talk is. Hmm. Scott says, uh, 2020 has been groundhog year for me. I think it has for a lot of people since we're not like, there's no like, I mean, I guess there's changing seasons, but I mean, from the running perspective, we don't have the races. We don't have like the Shamrock Shuffle to kind of start the running season in Chicago. We don't have, I don't have like Soldier Field 10 Mile, which is like the beginning of summer. I don't have like Chicago Marathons, the end of the fall running season, you know? So like, 
Not the end. I mean, I guess kind of like the hot chocolate 15K is usually right around like Halloween. So like that's kind of like the end of the running season around here. But like, um, yeah, without those kind of like normal benchmarks, it's kind of hard to kind of keep track of the year. Everything is just kind of bled into each other. Yeah. Um, Suhan, she says, uh, made it in time. Suhan says, I made it in time to give all the wrong answers, even though I seen the movie five times. <laughs> Uh, Rain Runners, I use my iPhone as an alarm, but kind of just want a regular alarm clock. Um, yeah, I use my phone. My wife uses her phone. Um, but like, the alarm clock is nice, but I just feel like it, the alarm clock is hard for when, like, there's more than one person sleeping, or I guess when there's two people sleeping in the room. Um, you know, because then I always, because, like, we don't get up at the same time. So that's, so that's, like, the big thing on that. I don't know. Uh, all right. Jeff Elliott says, 2020 has been amazing for my running and spending time with my kids that are almost gone. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great way to be able to, like, you know, get a silver lining of all this, too. I love it. Um, oh, Kurt says, I have a long run and easy pace on Saturday. It's going to be negative three. I don't know. Around here... In Chicago, I think it's going to be something like that for Chicago, too. Like, the overnight low is going to be sub-zero. Um, and, like, the weather guy was like, it's going to be... That's the coldest it's been in Chicago in a long time. Probably since last year, but, yeah. Um, so, I'm not really looking forward to that. Because that's going to be painful. Because, you know, it's not nice and pretty where I'm not going to get, like, the frosty facial hair and stuff like that because i'll have to stay covered up um although there probably won't be that many people out but at that temperature i probably want to stay covered up i don't know if i'll get frosted eyebrows that looks kind of fun but um i just feel like it's just going to give me like that cold headache so i'm not really looking forward to it um yeah right <laughs> yeah that's true about the alarm clock my partner had one of those alarm clocks that brightens the room and i hated it because rain runner woke up later that makes sense. Steve says, you don't need an alarm with children. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I usually wake up before my kids. Um, even though my daughter, and I'm looking at her right now, she would rather, like, be able to wake up really early. She's exactly like I was when I was her age, where I wouldn't want, I wanted to wake up early so I could play, which I guess I never really got out of that. I still do that now. But, like, I would want to get up early so I could play Nintendo. And my dad would be like, you want to get up before school to do what? He's like, no, go to bed. <laughs> and I do the kind of like the same thing to my to my daughter. Um, Alec Aro says, they should make a time loop movie on preventing COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. It'd be, it would be like, um, I mean, I guess you could, I mean, maybe you can make a Die Hard movie about it. Die Hard with time loops. It would be kind of like the Die Hard movie with Samuel L. Jackson where they had to keep rushing to get to the, the pay phones. Um, but in this one, you'd have to rush to get to, like, the, uh, the wet market in Wuhan or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, Chris now said, Boston Dynamics announced three new updates slash products to increase functionality for its robot dog, Spot. Spot Arm, Spot Enterprise, and Spot Scout. Be scared. Very scared. That robot dog terrifies me. Like, I mean, talk, I mean, talk about, like, Terminator and Time Loop, um... I feel like that robot dog is going to be the death of us all. I only, 
I mostly joke about that, but it terrifies me, that robot dog. It's only a matter of time before one of the engineers pokes and prods it as part of like, can we knock it down or let's show how good the balance is on this thing. And in an effort to complete its objective of don't get knocked over, it's going to grab the hockey stick and not just disarm the person. It's going to hit him back. I just feel like that's where it goes. That's what's going to happen. I'm joking, but kind of not. Um, Sarah Mim says the tracksmith video really hit the spot on outside pockets on jackets slash pants for running. Either there aren't enough pockets to have zippers or those tiny zippers are used are so hard to grab. I know. I ran in the tracksmith pants again today. Great pants. Enjoy them. Temperatures were chilly today. Uh, I think it was like 15 degrees out, maybe 11 degrees out for the run. Pants were great. But like getting that tiny little zipper tab thingy, it's like, I don't, it, I just feel like I'm trying to like, it's like in Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi's trying to grab the fly with the chopsticks. I feel like that when I'm trying to grab the zipper pull on a lot of these tights. It's impossible to reach. <laughs> uh, Kurt says, have you seen that Tenet movie that is kind of a time but so hard to follow? I haven't seen that one yet. Um, yeah, it takes me a long time to catch up on movies. So that's uh, probably going to take me a while. Uh, Frank says, of the spots, it's spot tactical that you have to be worried about. Yeah, see, I think the way that they they lull us into a sense of comfort is they make, like, spot home edition, and it's really pleasant, and it picks up after you. It's like iRobot, but better. But then they're going to have spot tactical, which understands your weaknesses and um, where you're emotionally susceptible to things. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. Yeah, Stevie76 says, weather forecast this weekend, Chicago, negative 9F Fahrenheit. Winnipeg, negative 30. That's insane. Negative 30 doesn't even make sense. When you get to the point where the Fahrenheit and the Celsius are the same number, I mean, you're basically close to absolute zero at that point. Does it even matter? You know, I don't know. It's like, why, do, why does the temperature gauge even go that low? It should just be like bottomed out. It should be just pegged. It's cold. <laughs> uh. Um, Sharp Art, what's going on? Says, what are the best running gloves under $30? Under $30, I would say for thin running gloves would be a company called Trailheads. I just like those. I buy, I have a couple of them. They're thin, but you can use them when it's chilly out. You can use them when it's a little bit kind of like borderline. Should I even have a glove out? And if you don't need them, they're thin enough that you could tuck them in a pocket or something. So I like those. For thicker gloves at the $30 price point, I would probably just go with some sort of like a snowboarder's mitten. You could probably get one of those really cheap. Um, it might not be the thinnest material to run with, but it'll be 30 bucks. You could probably get a really nice pair of like snowboarder's gloves, mittens big enough that you can put like a hand warmer inside. That's what I would do. The craft ones that I have, I think are like 45, so it's a little bit out of that price range, but I really do enjoy those. They're a lot thinner, but still very, very warm. All right. Uh, Noble Wizard says, any tips for increasing mileage? Any signs I should be aware of for overtraining? Um, well, I mean, I think those are kind of like uh, similar ideas, but uh, I think overtraining generally is the idea that like, um, like even your easy days will just feel like wiped. Um, and like your heart rate will be a lot higher than normal for no reasons. I feel like the physiological signs of like 
being overtrained to me I'm, I'm not sure I've ever really been there I think I've been you know maybe I've been overtrained before but um, to me when people describe it it sounds like the same markers that I look for when I have a cold or I'm trying to come back from a cold too quickly easy runs are a lot harder than they should be workouts aren't working like I don't feel like I'm, I'm not hitting the paces nor do I feel like I'm getting anything out of them and so like those are just some signs for increasing mileage, I think the tip would be, um, you know, slow and steady. There's people usually subscribe to a 10% rule, 10% increase per week of your weekly mileage for three weeks, then either a cutback week or a, like a maintenance week, and then you can get back up uh, and increase again um, for a period of time. I'm not sure how long that can go. So like that's kind of the tip. The thing that I would look for if you're in a mileage increase phase is um, uh, just like little niggles. So like things, uh, a lot of the same things that I would look for, like if I think my shoes are starting to get a little old, like those are the kinds of same like impact, like repetitive impact things that I would look for. So for me, that means like in my right heel towards the back, the part that wears out on shoes the fastest, that part usually starts to act up when either a shoe, it's time to get rid of it, or if I've increased my mileage a lot. Generally, like all over my joints, that's where I'm feeling it. The other thing that I would consider if you're increasing your mileage is like work, f figure out like a gentle body weight mobility routine for glutes, quads, hammies, um, and um, make sure you're doing that. Start doing that now and then do that regularly throughout your kind of increasing phase just to make sure that you're not getting too like tight from fatigue and getting all like cramped up. That's what I look for. All right, Rat says, overtraining feels like being sick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. All right, let's go to, I think there's one more question. Question five for the Groundhog Day trivia. For Oh, man, it's already 3.50, time's flying today. Um, all right, so in Groundhog Day, the character that many people remember is Ned Ryerson. He's the guy with the glasses. It's me, Ned, Ned Ryerson. He remembers Bill Murray's character from when they were in high school together. But what was Bill Murray's character's name? We've been calling him Bill Murray's character because like, I feel like in that movie, Bill Murray came through as Bill Murray, not as a character, you know? And so um, that's what everyone just remembers. It's Bill Murray. But what was Bill Murray's character's name in the movie? <laughs> My guy says, Bill. <laughs> uh, oh, man. JC already got it. Oh, a lot of you guys got it. Mark Chancoco got it first, but I think JC had the full name. Awesome. And you guys are fa you guys know it. You guys know your stuff. Frank said Elliot. That's funny. Jay Pelican says William. But no, let's go with, um, oh, no, uh, who did it first? Yeah. Mark had it first as Phil, because Ned goes, Phil? Phil Connors? It's Ned. Do you remember Ned? And Phil, like Bill, Bill Murray's character, he's a TV anchor. And so he just thinks that it's some random dude that recognizes him off TV, but Ned's offended because he went to the same high school, he dated his sister, he uh, won some sort of contest by whistling out of his belly button, and he felt like surely Phil Connors would remember all those things. I think I feel like the dating the sister thing I would probably remember, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Um... Rainer says John Connor. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Oh, man. Sarah says, what about Bob? That was a funny movie. 
I haven't seen that one in years. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, watch that step. It's a doozy. <laughs> that part is so funny. All right. Um, Needle nose Ned, Ned the head, and then he picks up his hat as if he were bald back then. I don't think he probably was, but I don't know something to do go bald early. Uh, or McGowan's here. What's going on? How are you and your family doing? You guys uh, feeling better now? It's been a while, so I hope you guys are doing okay. All right, let's do the bonus question real quick. This is definitely like a straight-up Bill Murray question, but here's a bonus question for today. In 2017, CNBC interviewed Bill Murray to commemorate Groundhog Day. That in and of itself is a very strange fact. But in, during the course of the interview, Bill Murray reveals that he still uses a phone that even then in 2017 was a bit outdated. What brand of phone does Bill Murray have? Or did Bill Murray have in 2017? Hmm. CP76 says, Showcase Showdown. And Orin says, great. All fully recovered for a while now. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but... Oren um, shared with us that he, his fam he and his family had gotten positive um, test results. So uh, I'm glad to hear that everyone's doing well, Oren. Oh, that's, that's a great blessing. Um, yeah, Raynor says, Chris Elliott was in Groundhog Day as a camera guy, and I really loved him in Schitt's Creek. I didn't know he was in Schitt's Creek. I watched one episode of that show, and I was like, I don't get this. I don't like this movie. Although I think I might like it now, because I keep feeling like, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to feel like Schitt's Creek. No, not Shit's Creek. That's, that's a different one. No, that's like a different one. Shit's Creek is a different show that I've never ever seen before. I've actually never seen that one. But Chris Elliott also had a show. It was on Sunday nights. It lasted, I think, maybe one or two seasons. It was a variety show of some sort, uh, I think. No, no. It was a sitcom. But I remember it was on like, it was on after In Living Color. So it was like in a kind of TV no man's land. But I definitely watched every single episode and I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Chris Dank says, what was, <laughs> what was Phil Connors, um, or what was his name? Phil, yeah, Phil, what, oh no. Sorry guys, ah. Sorry guys, I accidentally closed the window browser for this but phil connors bill murray's character his wu-tang name was drunken contender amazing <laughs> oh that's so funny that's so funny um amazing amazing and martha says uh did you know that bill murray had to have rabies shots i did i was aware of that only because i've done this trivia before where when else have i i've looked up groundhog day trivia before not on the live stream, obviously, but I've done it before. Um, do you know that Bill Murray had to have rabies shots? <laughs> More divine comfort. The groundhog bit him rather deeply a few times during filming. I think that's amazing. And Dee Dee says, Co, have you watched Corner Gas? It might mind you of life in Iowa. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to check it out. I'll check it out. All right. Uh, I think that is a good place to leave it for today. Thanks, everyone, for playing trivia. Um... I had a fun time thinking about the movie Groundhog Day. That is so noisy. Um, she made it for Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a, fun, a lot of fun making the trivia for today. 
Tomorrow's video is gonna be about the 8K training plan that I'm putting together. I'm not gonna go over it in like super detail, but I'm gonna give you kind of like my thoughts and like what I'm thinking and why I'm not using a stride plan. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and then we'll do another live stream. Just a regular live stream since it's a Wednesday, uh, 3 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, be safe out there everybody, especially all of you, all of you guys getting, all of you guys, all of you guys getting the snow, be safe. I'll see you soon.